Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, we're back to the good glasses today. Some nice Mm -hmm. red wine. And by nice, I mean $7? (laughs) I mean, I think all of our wine ranges. I think the most expensive wine when I'm feeling very baller is like $20. Mm -hmm. If I'm like, you know what? I mean, I've had some very nice wines in my day. I have. None of which I have paid for, though. No. I mean, I ended up paying for some. But, like, Mm -hmm. not not much. And it's celebratory. Traditionally, you get a bottle of Faust when we're out. Yes. But, you know, your standard, uh, like, Wednesday uh, afternoon wine. (laughs) Yeah. Wednesday afternoon drinking alone in my basement wine. You know, the type. Yeah. This $7 bottle of wine is just fine. Yeah, and some, like, Aldi brand crackers and those pre-sliced cheeses. Like, it's a party. I mean, honestly, Aldi is killing it. it they really are. Like, Good job. Good job with your cheese and crackers and wine yeah. selection. You it's have like, kept me alive the last two years. It really has. It's fantastic. <laughs> so how's your week going? Ooh. All right. Uh, we went out of town last weekend, which means I spent... All of this weekend doing laundry and cleaning and, like, trying to catch up on, like, just house crap. So, like, before we went out of town, we, like, washed all our laundry, but just, like, pulled out what we needed and left. Mm -hmm. And then this week we put away none of it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So we had fully two weeks of clothes uh, to put away. So I spent, like, two hours just folding laundry watching uh, inappropriate TV shows. Yes. Which, again... Yeah, and it's then not the worst. because we were going to be out of town, like, we ate all of our food and, like, didn't really do any meal planning. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we were kind of... Was... I did do all the adulting, and it took up my whole weekend. It I was like, did. how, how? How do people do Do this? people live a life and also have clean clothes? Like, if if you're out there and you're killing it at adulting, like, tell me your secrets. And how many kids you have. I want to know. Yes. I feel like I could. We could have caught up in like twenty minutes if we didn't have kids. <laughs> I don't know. We lived in our crappy like two bedroom apartment. <laughs> That's true. Our two bedroom apartment was. It did not take long to clean, and our children were not like. Guys, I cleaned the kids' bathroom. I found a tape measure. <laughs> I don't want to answer that question. I don't uh, want the answers. Yeah, yeah, but like, oh, this is where the tape measure is. No wonder I couldn't find it. Because it was in the children's bathroom. Yes. All of this makes sense. Does it? No. No, no not at all. <laughs> all. Trying to get our daughter to clean her room, and she's like, what is clean? I'm like, this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, tell me what needs to be clean. And I tell her like three things. She's like, fine, I get the point. And I leave the room, and I come back in. She's cleaned two of them. She's like, it's clean now. I'm no, no, it's not. It's this thing. And, oh. and to be clear... You stormed off before I could finish all of the description of what clean was, just because you heard two things and then you were like, yeah, yeah, whatever, I got it. No, that Does was not, not that was not it. an exhaustive list. 
So it's a whole journey. Uh, it is. I uh, tried to give stuff away on our buy nothing group. Oh my gosh! <laughs> to uh, I'm gonna say mixed results. Yes. Uh, so first off, buy nothing. It's mm-hmm. like imagine if you had this pile of shit you were gonna give to Goodwill, <laughs> but you decided to make it way more complicated than it needed to be. So instead you like took pictures of it and put it up and you're like, hey, anybody want this? And sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I want that. And you're like, great, come and get it. Yeah. Only. Only. I was trying to be real equitable. And instead of being like, there's all this shit on my porch, deal with it. uh, I was like, I'll, you know, put this up for a day and then everyone who's interested will roll dice and I'll randomly choose a winner. My kids helped me roll dice. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, Adam's redonkulous dice collection did come in handy where I'm like, oh, I need a ten-sided dice. And they're like, we got it. I need a nine-sided. And they're like, oh, we'll just use the ten-sided and, like, if it's zero, we'll re-roll. Yep. It worked out. Yeah. Uh, so, so I assigned, uh, whatever. I signed the winners, told them all where I lived, and was like, come get your shit. Well. <laughs> well. In this collection of all of this shit was, like, uh, planner stickers. You know, like, you get a planner and it comes with, like, you know, five free pages of stickers. Um, and I am embracing the fact that I don't use stickers in my planner. It is too much work. Like, mm-hmm. I write down the shit I need to do. Um, and in fact... And we're lucky with that. Yeah. And in fact, I got an undated planner so that when I forget about it for two months and then come back to it, I can still use it. There's no shame. <laughs> There's no shame. There's no shame pages. <laughs> There's no shame pages. It's just, like, the now. Uh so, I was like, you know what? I'm not a person who's going to use stickers in my planner, like, mm-hmm. here. Like, they came with my planner. They're still good. Right. But I don't need them. Uh, and so I put them... And I gathered up all of my planner stickers from all of the times that I thought I would be a sticker person. And still am not. In nope. the past, like, four years. Yeah. Put them all in a bag. And that was one of the things uh, that got out. Well, something happened. And when the person came to collect their stickers, uh, they were sti- not there. the stickers were not there. Magically gone. It is it is possible our neighbor children stole them. Possible. Uh, I did ask our neighbor children, and of course they were like, I've never heard of stickers before in my life. And I was right. like, not suspicious at all. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, but who knows? Who knows they're, what happened? They're little kids, and I don't fault them if they do. Well, it was yeah, like free stuff. Yeah, it was free stuff, and they were like, oh, this is stuff, like... I could totally see they were playing uh, with one of our kids, and I could totally see them like, what's all this crap on your porch? And like, oh, my mom's giving all that stuff away. I'm like, oh, cool. And they're like, oh, cool. And like, oh, she's giving away these stickers? I would like these. You know, like. But at the same time. But at the same time. Also. Yes. There was someone in your group that was like (laughs) super interested in the stickers. Right. They wanted something else. And they were like, hey, if no one picks up the stickers, can I take them? And I was like. No. No. If. No, if the person doesn't come to pick up the stickers, I'll make another drawing. Or I'll give them the goodwill because I'm already over this. <laughs> yes, right. So, so yes, uh, sticker... Sticker winner. Sticker winner. Uh, showed up to get her showed stickers. Showed up to get her stickers and was very mad that the stickers weren't there. Um, yeah. And was just like, I cannot believe the audacity of someone would steal these stickers. And I was like, I can't either. They were like, one, three dollars, two, six years old. Like... I also don't understand why it was these stickers. <laughs> like, I think we're coming at it from opposite directions, but we're both confused. But we're both confused. Why? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 
Yeah. And then the the admin of the group contacted me and was like, hey, do you happen to have, like, a video doorbell where we could, like, investigate this? And I was like, How much CSI bullshit are we going to pull off (laughs) to investigate $3 worth of stickers? I was like, no. Uh, But, and she's like, it's, yeah, I mean. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know why anyone would steal these stickers. <laughs> and I was like, same. <laughs> yeah. So I really same. appreciate that. The mod that... was real le- level-headed about yeah, like, hey, mo- yeah. I just have to investigate every, like... Karen complaint? Yeah, every Karen complaint, and this is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So... So that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. It's now, And I do have some stuff that nobody picked up, which is mm-hmm. like, whatever, it's going to Goodwill. Indeed. <laughs> So yeah, so that's like, I can't believe how much drama. So much drama. These stickers on the, the buy nothing. Yeah. DC. Yeah. Like. I mean, like, oh my gosh, oof. I drove like a third of the way across our suburb <laughs> to pick up these stickers <laughs> for my daughter. I can't believe you didn't post a guard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of it things. Was, it was wild. Uh, so yeah, who knows? Who knows how uh, buy nothing is gonna go in the future? It was a fun experiment. In the future, I'm just gonna be like, all this shit's on my porch, like first come, come first serve. It. Yeah. <laughs> stickers. Stickers. God, why stickers? Out of all the stuff, there I was mean, good stuff on there. There was like a nice Banana Republic coat in there. Yeah, there was like a wool uh, Banana Republic dress coat that you know. I mean, not that I that was like brand new. I got it new with tags from the Goodwill. <laughs> you wore it like three times? And I wore it three times. So like, you know. And then you're like, I don't love it, well, but I paid $5 I for grew. it. I grew. So it didn't fit me anymore. And I was right. like, I'm going to hulk out of this. Like, I'm going to pass it on. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that? No one stole that? But stickers? Whatever, man. Whatever. So that's but, good. But it was good. Yeah. I don't know. People are weird. I sewed a bunch of... Merit badges on various scout uniforms. Oh, y'all, she's gonna go. Ugh. So, while I was sewing and, like, cursing under my breath. (laughs) Yeah. Because my sewing machine needs to be, like, completely taken apart and oiled and put back together, and I don't know how to do any of that. So, it's, uh, I'm gonna say finicky. Yeah, it's a little finicky. It's a a finicky machine. Um, but, you know, it's fine. And my... Uh, son, whom I was sewing all these merit badges for, I was like, hey, uh, do they have a sewing merit badge? And he was like, I don't know, I'll check. And I was like, if they have a sewing merit badge, I am requiring Sit your you, ass down. I am requiring you to take this, like, thing. Like, I will teach you everything, but, like, mm. let's do this. Uh, and he comes back later, he's like, no, I looked it up and they don't have one. And I was like, this is such patriarchal bullshit born of a time when everyone had home ec in school and everyone's mom stayed home like vacuuming in pearls i was like this is the worst they don't even give their scouts the opportunity to learn this skill and yet and yet they have all of these little pieces of things they need to sew on their uniform mm-hmm. i'm so mad about it she I'm really, so mad. She's so mad. I am going to email. So if you're listening to this and you're in charge of uh, the BCA. BSA. Whatever. BSA. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. What the fuck? There we are. Thank you. Yes. She was mad, y'all. <laughs> I still might write a letter that's like, what patriarchal bullshit is this? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, in light of all that, after she got all her patches, actually, she was doing sewing the last patch on during during this movie during a movie that we watched. So, we watched cheaper by the dozen. Important note: the modern Steve Martin version. The um the two thousand and two yeah two thousand and two version. version, which is important because no two thousand three. Dude, somewhere in there. Early yeah. 2000s. Early 2000s version. Tom Welling is in it. So there you go. There's as your timestamp. As is Hilary Duff. Yeah. And um, Piper. Uh, Piper Paraboo. Yeah. So like before those three disappeared, they made this movie <laughs> together. Right. It's it's the Venn diagram of when they were all Yeah. If you can triangulate active. those, all we need is like a low hand and we can get it down to the month. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's true. But uh, she's not. Appearing she's not well. appearing in this film. No. Uh, Aston Kutcher is, though, so again... Aston Kutcher is, yeah. Yeah, before he did what he did? I mean, everyone has their own careers. He's like, uh, he's fighting human trafficking now? Yeah. It's so, like, like... He he seems to be doing really good things. <laughs> like, the guy from Punked? You're like, okay. Now he pulls out a hidden camera and you're going to jail? I mean, like, seems like a bit of a diversion, but it has some same skills, maybe, I think. Maybe. Some overlap there. Maybe. I'm sure that's not how he's fighting human trafficking i'm I don't sure so. he does not have a punk themed he, like to catch a human trafficker show i like, mean please, no no i don't no, want to see let's that let's not do that no let's just um, let's just help these ladies and <laughs> move on but yes anyway. this is the movie so um we're introduced to steve martin mm-hmm. uh who is a coach Yes. And he has a name, and I'm just going to call him Dad. His name is Tom. Tom. Tom Baker. Which is really hard because I wanted to call Tom his son, Welling, Tom, Tom Wellington, also Tom. <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. And then his wife is an author. Yes. His, well, his wife was uh, like full-time caregiver uh, for like 22 years. She was a sports reporter, we mm-hmm. find out. Uh, there's a little montage about like, how did we meet and end up with 12 children? Right. Here's the story. And it's the really cute, me cute that he was a football player that wanted to be a coach. And she was a, you know, a journalism student that wanted to go into sports writing. They right. met senior year, yada, yada, yada. They both wanted big families and they had big dreams. Like he grew up with, a, <sighs> with like seven brothers and sisters and he loved it. It was amazing. Um, and she had a sister who passed away really tragically uh, early in her childhood. And so all she wanted was a big family. Right. So they decide to go for eight kids. Mm-hmm. It's a magic number. Yeah. And then there's way too many details about, <laughs> about how they how got, they to, got 12. to 12. <laughs> um, and basically it involves um, a it, slight amount of lack it, of self-control. Right. It involves twins and then an oops and then a vasectomy. Oops. And, and then another set of twins in the like, hey, it takes a while for your vasectomy to heal. Or to be and effective. And to become effective. Yeah. For the record, the time span it takes for a vasectomy to be effective, like, it's not a good you're, scene. You're like out of commission. You're like, <laughs> I mean, these people are really motivated. They I'm are. I'm just going to say. They are. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they're having a satisfying sex life. I, we didn't say it was satisfying. I hope it is. I, I hope, hope so. so. I they hope. seem to both be into each other, so like... Yeah, I hope I hope it's a very satisfying life. Yeah. Um, I don't want to think about yeah. Steve Martin's maybe, sex life. Maybe it just didn't stick. You know, like... Sometimes vasectomies are not 100%. Yeah, they're not always 100%. So, like, maybe he, like, didn't go back in for his, his follow-up. Uh-huh. And 
if he would have then been like, oh yeah, we need to we need to fix. Yeah, this. my doctor this is was still, my doctor was very clear. This like, is still listen, a look, look me in both on my eyes. <laughs> you when you until I say you're clear, you're not clear. Mm-hmm. You, you might be you might be clear to have intercourse, but you are not. not uh, you, you you are still fertile until I say otherwise. Right until I get all these sperm counts, and then and then we'll talk. But just so we're clear, you're not clear. Mm-hmm. Very, very much. Right. I'm sure he's had uh, yeah. people who were like, I thought I would be good. <laughs> he's like, did you come and check with me? <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm pretty good at what I do. But um, listen. Yeah. Sometimes life finds a way. So life finds sometimes a way. Sometimes like, stuff like regrows. It's wild. Uh, sometimes you can have like um, multiple tubes. Mm-hmm. And they miss or they like they a false tube. They get one tube. Yeah. And they, but not the other. A or, false tube. It's fascinating. Oh, like you evolved to a, like avoid a vasectomy. That's very strange. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can see how that is a very uh, passable trait. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is wild. Yeah. Anyway, life is wild, and sometimes finds a way. Anyway, so now they have twelve kids. Now they have twelve kids. Uh, we pick up the story, and their oldest, Nora, is not at home anymore. She's Wait, moved she's, out. She's 22. Yeah. Uh, their oldest at home is Tom Welling, who is 18. He's a 18, senior. 18, 17. Yeah. 18. Somewhere in there. And then their next oldest is Hilary Duff. Who's so, like 14? Maybe. 13? 15? She's in yeah. high school. So their house is basically consistently chaos. Okay, yeah. So they, they, have, they have like a three-year gap, and then like a two-year gap. And then they had like five kids, like boom, 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 boom. Like every well, there's a year. set of twins in there. there yeah, like there's, there's not, more than one a year. There's not twins until they get to no the they're twin eight, girls. Eight and nine are twin girls. Oh, eight and nine are twin girls. That's true. Ten is a boy by himself. They're fraternal twins, uh, the twin girls. Yeah. And then there's a set of identical twins at the yeah. end. They have both fraternal twins and identical twins, but they're not at the beginning. Like they're mm. at the end. Yeah. Woof. Anyway, um, and they're they're making breakfast is the scene that we see them doing. And there's just like this organized chaos ballet mm-hmm. of people like making a big two big pans of scrambled eggs and like other people are packing the school lunches and boxes. Some and people are them. buttering toast. and It's like a whole thing. And also Mark, uh, who is the, I, the 30th youngest, is he the one between the two sets of twins? No, he's not the one. He's the one before he the made, twins. It would have made sense if he was the one between the two sets of twins, but he wasn't. No, he's... He's the one right before... The first set of twins. The first set of twins, I right. think. I think. Yeah, it feels right. Because it's like Karate Kid is between the twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Mark is looking for Beans. Beans, his frog. He is yeah. a pet frog. So in the middle of all this chaos, he's just like wandering around with a fishnet, like... It's like a butterfly net. Yeah, it really like, is. Like, it's, it's not a good frog catching net at all. No, not really. Um, and they're like, all right, and also don't forget this evening we're all taking the photo together. Like, oh, is Nora coming? No, she can't make it. Why is she not going to be there? I'll Photoshop her in. Yeah, can't you just Photoshop me in? No, Nora's the only one getting Photoshop. Like... He's like, if she can photoshopped in, I can get photoshopped in. Why do we take our Christmas picture in May anyway? Because <laughs> like, it's cheaper. Yes, because it's cheaper if we get to the printer. So they all end up getting sat down. Mm-hmm. And, um... For breakfast. For breakfast. And as they're eating breakfast all together at the same table, on a weekday morning, before school... How does that work? This mom, it's her full-time job. Oh, yeah. 
But also just logistically, like, between preschool, elementary, middle, and high school, Mm -hmm. none of those schools start at the same time. Right, right. And um, the the youngest two boys had a dentist appointment in the middle of the day, so they're going to work with dad. Right. (laughs) So, like, he's got a job. Like, all of these people should, like, honestly, if they don't all have to leave the house at the same time, fucking stagger that shit. Like, Absolutely. How many showers do you have in this house? Right. Like, like, have the teenagers still be sleeping while you shuttle your preschooler off to daycare and then circle back. Or alternately, uh, you know, if it was like how I was growing up where, like, the bus for high school comes at, like, 530. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, they're gone. Like I didn't, I didn't see my parents in the morning. Like they were same. <laughs> we were ships passing in the night. Um, if I saw them, it was like, oh crap! I guess I gotta drive you. I'm like, yeah, and we're gonna miss first period. Let's go. Um, but yeah, I mean, stagger that. Then the middle schoolers wake up, do their thing. The elementary schools maybe yeah, last. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't Dad know. leaves maybe with the kids somewhere in there. Half the people shower at night. I don't. I don't know how they all decide. Even so, let them sleep. Yeah, both I'm- sleep. I don't know. Seems weird. But while they're eating, mm-hmm. Beans falls out of the chandelier above. Right. Beans is a real jumper. He is. He jumped up to the chandelier. Yeah. And then down from it into the eggs. Which then splatter everywhere. And then they try to grab Beans and it just makes a huge mess. And it's a great. Right. It's a real slapsticky uh, food scene. fight kind of comedy scene. Um, and as they end up chasing Beans into the kitchen. Uh, the dad ends up catching him in the net and then hands him off to Mark, who turns with the net and just rakes this whole shelf of glassware that's at, like, perfect net-raking height. <laughs> just down. And Mom just closes her eyes. She's like, is it all broken? He's like, I mean, I don't know. It's all broken, isn't it? I mean, the cup, the nice teacup with the with the pink flower on it, It's it's broken. Isn't it? Yeah, it's yes. it's, it's, it's all it's broken. broken. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> so then they're heading out on their different paths. The kids mm-hmm. are like going to bike to school. Dad's taking the boys. And mom's talking to dad. And she's like, by the way, Nora sent this. And she has an email that we saw just a glimpse of earlier. That she printed out. Because it's like 2002. Boomer. Yeah, boomers. <laughs> And she's like, here you go. And she's like, oh, that's a nice... I, wait, she's not coming. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's like, well, you wouldn't let him stay over. And we took a stand and she called our bluff and moved in with him. So what do we do? Right. And you're like, she, but she's too young. Like, hey, she's, and the mom's like, she just wants to live her own life. Like, she's too young to live her own life. Like, she's 22. She's as old as I was when I was pregnant with her. So, yeah. So, like... You know... I don't, like, I understand that she was your little girl and now she's not and that's hard for you. Yeah. But like. Yeah. It was like uh, right after we graduated college, you took a trip across the country with your friends. And my grandma was like, oh, I can't believe her parents are letting her do that. And my mom just looked at her and said, I had twins and was pregnant with my third when I was her age. She's like, yeah, I guess she put it that way. I guess guess she's not that young. (laughs) She's not that young. She's like, I know. I know. It's weird. But like they are adults. Mm hmm. And, but yeah, so there's a little bit of that feel there. Yeah. But yeah, my mom was young, though. She had like three kids by the time she was 23. Oof. Yeah. I uh, didn't have any kids at 23, so. No. No. Good for us. Good for for us. We have more self-control than this couple. I mean, 
they plan to have a big family. You got to start early. Like, I guess if you so. want eight kids, you only have so many childbearing years. I guess you know? so. Yeah, there's that. So, um, but everybody takes off, and there's mm-hmm. some weird flirtation between mom and dad to show that they still really like each other. Yeah, which... I was like, are you checking me out? And, he's, and she was like, I was. Do you have a problem with that? And he's like, not at all. <laughs> And then she walks away and kind of like wiggles at him, and she's he's like, "Hey, yeah, <laughs> like it's kind of terrible, but also kind of endearing." Yeah, yeah, terrible and endearing. Yeah, like if it was my parents, oh yeah, like I'd I, be mortified. I, I would the whole van of kids would be like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah," but at the same time, you're like, "But hey, I get it. Gross. Like, good for you guys." So the boys are with dad at. At his school, and he's coming in through the locker room, and they're, like, all high-fiving, and no one in this locker room is inappropriately naked. No. Because I, I guess that's the kind of movie we're on. But Well, uh, maybe he's like, oh, Coach is bringing his, like, you know, five-year-old sons. Yeah. Everybody's got to tamp it down. Yeah, everybody <laughs> derate this locker room, okay? Like, I know I don't ask much of you, but just do it. And so he brings them in. And as he gets to his office, he's met by his f- best man, former best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, current, well, current teammate. best friend, former best man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and former teammate. Mm-hmm. Uh, who What's is his just, name? Uh, uh, Shake. Shake. They only call him Shake. Yeah, I definitely recognize this actor. Mm-hmm. He's been in a lot of he's things. He's been in a lot of things. As kind of like a middle-aged douchebag. Yeah, he's always kind of a middle-aged douchebag. Um, and the boys call him a hot dog, and he's like, what? He's like... He is a weenie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they call him a dick. Yeah. As they know how. Um, but he's there to offer dad the coach position at their alma mater. At their alma mater. Which was like his whole dream. Mm-hmm. He wanted to graduate with a coaching, you know, as a and then coach mm-hmm. back there. We're going to sway through the system, get back to there. Um, I don't remember the school name. What's his, Do you remember? The Stallions is, is their mascot. the mascot. I don't remember what the school... Uh, North, Northmont. North no, no, no. It was no. like North Illinois Tech University. Yeah, it was like a very like roll dice name a university. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might as well have been a Chinese restaurant, right? Yeah, you know, like uh, it was North Illinois Dragon Cottage. Like, <laughs> yes. And so it's Tech University. Tech University. Uh, and they are the Stallions. They're basically knockoff Northwestern. It's fake Northwestern. It's in Evanston, Illinois. Like yeah. they call out Evanston, Illinois. How many uh, how many major powerhouse football schools are in Evanston, Illinois? I would wager that North. I would say none. That's fair. <laughs> I would say none. How many middleweight football teams are there in Evanston, Illinois? One. I Just would say one. one. So um, he gets home and immediately grabs his wife, takes her down in the basement. Mm-hmm. turns on all the washers and dryers and the kids are trying to eavesdrop and they're like something's going on big. Oh shit. He's using machines. <laughs> like, like he's trying to mask their, his noise quick to the chute. Mm-hmm. And they, as he's breaking the news they tie ropes to the ankles of one of the kids and lower him head first down the laundry chute so he can Right, he's number 10. Number 10. He's disposable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's telling his wife, hey listen, you know, Shake showed up today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to offer me the job at at our old school. She's right. like, this is the thing you've always wanted. He's like, I know, right? It's like, it's way more money. Way um, more money. We'd, we would have to move, but, like, it's enough money we could afford to move. And we could afford, like, a, a new car and, like, ha- you know, like, the kids would now always have to be in hand-me-downs. And, you know, like, 
we could we could really give uh you know them a lot of opportunity and the kids go to college for free university staff can send their kids to school for free i'm like that right there yeah like, i was like if you were making no more money like yeah and it's like we'll live here and you just be there <laughs> and commute <laughs> like mm-hmm. totally the four hours like yeah I it would like, still be worth it that's worth it mm-hmm. free yeah like if we just get you like a little mini apartment in the city mm-hmm. and you come you home every take the like, train in every monday do your thing come home saturday or maybe like tuesday through saturday right figure something home out sunday monday yeah you know we'll figure it out we'll make it work honey mm-hmm. That's great. Chase that paper. Yeah, but it's a lot more money, so they can all move. Right. So they decide they're going to move. When they pull the kid up, his only thing he says is, we're going to move. And they just... They freak out and they drop him head first onto, like, I think there's some convenient plot convenient dirty laundry there. I think so. So he, like, maybe doesn't get a concussion. I mean, he's like... probably concussed still, but he's not dead. Yikes. Yeah. So... um. Then they're at the photo, and the kids are all bickering and fighting, and it comes out that they all know they're moving, and their parents are like, what? Who told you? I'm like, probably the thud you heard in the <laughs> They learn to ignore those. Scene. When you have, like, 12 kids, you're just like, whatever, our house makes noise. It's a house ghost. I'm not, I'm not investigating. I'm not investigating that noise, because then I have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, you hear a thud, and you just think to yourself, one 1,000, two 1,000. Right, you wait for no the scream. scream. No scream. Good. We're good. No scream, no reaction. Nothing. Right. And so the kids are all mad about it. So he's like, fine, let's have a family meeting. And they video or they call Piper Paraboo to Nora. Right. Who doesn't even live with them anymore. Why does she get a vote? Why does she get a vote? (laughs) And he's like, listen, I've been offered my dream job. We're going to we're really thinking about moving. And the kids are like, yeah, that's bullshit. We don't want to move. Right. All of our friends are here. Our lives are here. Like, our girlfriends are here for the girl, one. Our has, girlfriends are here. Everything is here. Yeah. Not about Hillary, but you right, know, right. You do. You. Uh, she's he's the only one who brought brought up a significant other. That's right. Um, it was like, no, you can't. Like, this is the only house we've ever known. You know, you can't. You can't have us move. Yep. So they decide. Dad finally says, "Hey, listen, we'll take a vote." But I want you to no, know. we're going to make this decision for what we think is in the best interest of the family. The kids are like, well, why the fuck are we voting? I'm like. Yeah, it's not a democracy. It's never been a democracy. Like. I will take your input and advisement. Uh, also, you're eight. Do you have a portfolio? Like, how are you going to get yourself to college, lady? Like, yeah, yeah. Jessica. <laughs> Sarah. Right. I I don't know what plans you have for your future. Lacrosse scholarship. Right. I mean, that's a thing, but... Yeah, it is a thing. But also, also Northwestern, they have a good team. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we skip ahead to the moving day. The mm-hmm. van's picking up the stuff. The kids are super depressed and moping. One kid is playing taps, sadly, with his... <laughs> Badly, with his band friends. <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> the dog's refusing to get in. Um, Charlie, the Tom Welling, Charlie, mm-hmm. the oldest boy, is like really really salty yeah very salty um and they take off well and part of it was like i'm sure by the time that that we move the kids will be okay with it so like i'm sure it was like a three-month process you yeah. know at least of i mean not in this market but yeah no no this was 2003 yeah it could take a couple <laughs> weeks <laughs> takes a minute uh and so they're all moping and like, at one point, Dad throws Charlie the keys and like, hey, can you drive the Cutlass for me? And Charlie's like, you've ruined my life. And walks off. 
It's just like, wow. Uh, Okay. And so they get to Chicago as they arrive. The moving van is unloading. By the way, in the like when he had taken the boys to work, he was driving like a microbus, like an old Volkswagen microbus. Yeah. And now he's driving like a twelve passenger like econo line. Vanny type yeah, thing. Nice thing. You can tell it's real new and shiny. Um they're still driving an old cutlass, but he mm-hmm. gives Charlie the keys when he gets there and says, Hey, you're gonna need something to go visit your girl. Right. And Charlie's like, Are you trying to bribe me? He's like, Is it working? He's like Maybe oh, like, a little. Maybe a little. So he get okay. They get to the house, and they're like, everyone gets their own room except for the twins have to share. Just go, run around the house, choose your favorite room. Gosh, this is fucking anarchy. Like, you know. Well, first off, I wow. Yeah, first off, I would be like, okay, boy twins and Charlie, you're next to each other. Yeah, because Charlie, you're gonna be gone. Right. Like next year. Mm-hmm. So Right. And you, then you have a temporary well, room. One of the one of the boy twins can move across the hall. And like you're in the same or, wing with one bathroom. Yeah. Like Yeah. Girl twins and Hillary. <laughs> like, like you're over here. Like you're over here. This is the girls' wing, this is the boys' wing. This right. is you know right. for the, bathroom reasons. The twins, have, the twins have slightly bigger rooms. No, it's just like Go. Yeah. This crazy mansion with a million rooms. Just go find a room. And poor Mark, Fro- Frog Boy, mm-hmm. gets locked out of all the rooms, gets last pick, because he's not running up the stairs because he's holding his frog. So, right. like, everybody passes him. And so, when he finally gets there, he opens the last door, and it's like a staircase. Right. It's like a turret in an attic. Yeah. It's very cool. It is super it's cool. Very, it's Harry Potter as fuck. <laughs> there's like stained glass. There's like, like this big old crazy chandelier. He's got a bare light bulb hanging bare, from the middle and a bare, of the ceiling. And a bare light bulb. Uh, and then there's a bed there. And I was like, oh, this house came with a bed? <laughs> I was like, was this like their forgotten child that they didn't pick up? Like yeah, They just this locked him up there? This house came with a bed. It's like a Rapunzel room? Or they just like started putting beds in random rooms and then it's like but we didn't even pick our rooms yet i don't know uh, i don't know where this there's bed so came many from. weird things happening here but he gets the cool room he, he does gets, he gets a cool room he doesn't think it's a cool room but it I is a cool room i think he, he kind of walks up the stairs like whoa like he mm-hmm. i think there's a minute of like this is actually a real cool room also i'm going to point out from the layout of how this house looks his is the only room that doesn't share walls with everyone else right right he like, has no neighbors he has no neighbors he's got plenty of windows it's probably the quietest room in the house mm-hmm. it's probably it's the least accessible 17 year old son should have chosen this room oh gosh yes <laughs> but it's probably got well it's probably got all kinds of like. It's got outside access. It does. We don't know that yet, but it does have like a slide that is like the the ventilation system mm-hmm. that actually somehow for some reason leads directly outside through like a screen door. Right, right around the bushes. Yeah, right behind the bushes, which is like cool. Again, if you're a seventeen old boy having ready access <laughs> outside to the outside, yes. That would be your greatest thought, and then you would get outside, and you'd be like, fuck, I gotta get back in. <laughs> yeah. Scale the walls. Figure something yeah, out. Like, little rope ladder or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we also beat the neighbors. The neighbors. Um, Dylan is the son. I don't remember the parents' names. Tina. Tina's the wife. Yeah, and uh, the guy from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the dad. Yeah, he is. Not Ferris Bueller, but the friend. Cameron. Cameron is the dad. Which good for him. 
<laughs> also appreciate this is in Chicago, so I've just in my head canon that is Cameron. It makes sense. Like, like his dad made a lot of money. He made a lot of money. He can afford. He married well. He, yeah, he can afford to be in a bazillion dollar house in Evanston, Illinois. Yeah, exactly. Like this is Cameron. He's got yeah. like a terrible fake tan. Yeah, it works out. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and they're totally insufferable. Like um, the mom is more insufferable. Yeah, he's just kind of there. Uh, and but they're trying to be neighborly. They come over like, "Hi, yeah. like we're your neighbors. We brought you a marigold. We, we, yeah, we brought you like a little, you know, flower." And they're like, "Oh, thanks. That's very sweet." Yep. And um, while they're doing that, Dylan, the kids are like, "Hey, Dylan, you want to come up and play with us?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure. Can I?" And mom's like, "Where's your sweater? It's honey. He's inside." I, that's what I said. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. And they just see, like, maybe one or two of the kids, and they're like, oh, is that your only kid? And they're like, no, we have, like, 12 kids. Yeah. And they're like, that's a lot of kids. And she's like, I know. I know. I am aware. <laughs> I am aware that it is many children. <laughs> it is definitely something people notice about us. Right, that we have a lot of kids. Um, And what ends up happening is they're talking and just enjoying themselves, and the kids are playing hockey upstairs in the mm -hmm. hallway, and the mom's like, they play hockey in the house? He's like, and the dad's like, yeah, it's fine. But if it gets more than three on three, they got to take it outside. Those are the rules. And at that point, Dylan is skating down the hall, mm -hmm. ends up going over the banister into the foyer. And grabbing on the chandelier. chandelier. And hanging there. And it was just like, oh my gosh. Mom's freaking out. Right. The mom's like, save my baby. And uh, Steve, mm -hmm. Tom. Yeah. The dad runs up the stairs like, it's okay, Dylan. I've swum from the chandelier lots of times. And I was like, not this chandelier. You just moved in. This is a fresh chandelier. This is a fresh chandelier. You don't know. You don't know that it can handle this. Um, but also, Home Alone True. also took place in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. So maybe there's some, like, strong chandelier codes that I don't know about. Where, like, every chandelier needs to hold 400 pounds. Whatever it is, this chandelier can't hold it. <laughs> Because it does end up crashing into the floor. I but mean, like they're there for a long time. They are. And Dylan manages to let go and get kind of caught by uh, by the mom. Mm -hmm. And then um, the dad falls with the chandelier, somehow missing everybody, including himself, with this chandelier. Right. And not breaking both of his legs. Right. And there's glass everywhere. Like, somehow this goes way better than it should. Yeah. The uh, the neighbors just grab their son and run They're out like, the door. Okay, bye. And uh, Dylan, as he's leaving, he's like, "All of you are invited to my birthday party." <laughs> this was awesome. This was awesome. You should come over sometime. They're like, "Yeah, come over anytime." They're like, "We'll call and arrange a play date." And yeah. They're like, "No, just come over anytime." They're like, "We'll call." They won't call. They won't. They're not gonna call. This was like, oh boy. Da da Honestly, da like you almost. My child almost died within was, three minutes. He was here for ten minutes. Ten tops. minutes tops. And almost and almost died. Right. So like, do I trust my kid just coming over? No. 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 God, I do not, no. sir. No. I do not. Not at all. Um and as he's trying to figure out how they're gonna clean up the chandelier, he gets a phone call and it's Fox News. They wanna mm -hmm. talk to him. Or Fox Sports. Um, they wanna talk to him. He's like, I, I gotta go take this. I gotta I gotta go. Mm -hmm. And mom's like, so I mean, like, all this bullshit. Charlie, get in here. Like Charlie, help your mom clean up all this. <laughs> and he's, like, looking at it, and he's like, no. <laughs> he's not impressed. Yeah. Um, 
We have a couple of things that happen. First off, now we f- see Mark finding the trap door that leads outstairs. Yeah. So he like ends up shooting out behind these bushes. Dandy's up and his dad's leaving. And he's like, bye, dad. And his dad's like, yeah, bye, son. Like, who knows where this kid appear- comes from? They right. just appear. Right. But like, I mean, he could have just been walking around. Like, the kids have free reign of their house and their yard. You know, like. Sure. Yeah. Like, and also, he has no concept. Like, if I'm outside and like one of my kids walks around the corner, I'm like, I don't think you're outside. But for him, it's like. No, like, I have no idea where most of my children are (laughs) at any given time. It's just terrible. So, uh, we pick up uh, Charlie, who's going Mm -hmm. to high school to sign up for football. Okay, yeah, so he's going to high school to sign up for football, and his younger brother, Henry, who's the one who plays the clarinet. Yeah. uh, is like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to sign up for football. And no, you can't come with me. And uh, he was like, okay, man, like, chill out. Yeah, I was just asking, like, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. So he goes to sign up for football. Yep. And football is apparently just a sign up. It's just like a notebook. And you just come and write your name on it. (laughs) Yeah. And the coaches are not impressed. Um, It's not tryouts. It's sign up. Yeah, I know. They're like, so you're so-and-so's son. And he's like yeah and he's like well you know they're like thing. do you play offense or defense and he's like i'm a quarterback and they're like we're gonna put you on defense we're gonna put you on this and i'm like that's all it is it's just a name i mean i know tom wellington is in good shape but like you don't know that he can play football this this was not tryouts i, d- right. I don't understand how this football team works <laughs> no it was just yeah, it, it's just super did, weird. Did they get? Did they get? Did they know he was coming from Midland and like? Well, got they knew his... about the coach. Okay. They recognize his coach note, and one of them's like, "I see his buddy Shakes throwing him a bone. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't deserve the job. Like, you can tell right. they're a little Evanston's salty. Evanston's a real small town, I guess. Well, and I guess also like maybe these are the high school coaches, and they were like mm-hmm. angling for the job, and his dad got it instead, and they're like a little salty. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, they give him a spot on the football team. I don't see uh, But it, it is not the spot that uh, he would have wanted. Right. Not at all. So they're, um, he's kind of defeated and walking home. They're also like, hey, don't, don't you dare show up with that hat on because it's like his old Midlands hat. And he's like, mm-hmm. but it's like, whatever, man. Yeah. Kids are all in their bed or in their in the parents' bed that night, because yeah. they are very much, like, cool with that. Like, the bed is, first off, like, like ginormous. It is a ginormous bed. But uh, they just, all the kids pile in it and hang out. And like, snuggle. It's the place to be. And then you're like, okay, go to bed for reals. <laughs> yeah, well, dad's on the TV doing an interview, and he's like, mm-hmm. kids, go to bed. And then, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, but then mom gets a phone call, mm-hmm. and it's Diane. Right, it is uh, her friend who's in publishing that she sent her book to. Right. And it was like, good news. Like, I got, I, they're going to print your book. Like, they think it's going to, they think it has a lot of promise. Like, but we want it uh, in shelves by Christmas. And this is the beginning of the school year. Right. I assume. Like, yeah, I assume. They moved, they moved at the beginning of summer because. Um, that's when you move. That's when you move. If you, if you have kids in school, you try to move in the summer um, so that you start school the same time everyone starts school. Yeah. But she's like, but here's the deal. We need to come to New York for just a few days. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal, but, like, we need you there to help, you know, get this all sorted out, meet the publicist, and figure stuff out. She's like, oh, oh, okay, well, I gotta talk about that with my husband. Right. 
And um, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I could be here for a few days. That's right. Not a problem. She's like, but since you started this job, like you haven't been home at all. So I assume they moved like in the middle of the summer, yeah, you know, maybe. like, you know, July, maybe August. They've been there for a couple of weeks before. But, but also he's like, school well, starts. school's starting. It should make it easier. Like, mm-hmm. no big deal. I got this. And so she starts kind of like feeling like he's okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, then like, this is my dream. I'm, I'm going to go do it. I'm right. going to do it. Oh and my it, gosh, I'm going to New York. Yeah. And she's like, and if you really think that you can handle it, like, I believe mm-hmm. you. But but if you can't, I I need you to reach out. Like, if you want to get help, if you want like my mom to come or your mom to come or like, you know. Yeah, we somebody can call in support from we Nora. We can call in support from Nora. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things we can do to help you out, but like, understand. But you have to ask for help. You have to ask for help. And he's like, no, oh, no, I got this. So the next thing is her, like, just leaving for New York. And like, don't forget, like, first day of school tomorrow. So like, make sure everybody gets where they need to be. I put some so, dinners in the freezer. Like, yeah, she's got it kind of planned. Truly, truly, as a working mom, I've been there where I'm like, I'm traveling for work, and also I planned all of these meals. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a as as a traveling dad, I've been like, "Are you good? Do you have all the meals you need before mm-hmm. I leave?" Like, yeah. We 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 try to help each other. We do. But anyway, um, and he's got this whole list of stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Don't worry, I got it, honey." He's not listening. He's, he, he's no. You can tell it's going to go badly. Um. So we flop over to Nora at her house. Mm-hmm. And her boyfriend is Hank. Hank. Mm-hmm. Played by Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And Hank is a vapid waste of human space. He is. He is. I mean, he does have, like, some muscles. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Nora's like, we're going to go over to my folks. He's like, I don't want to go over there. The last time I went over there, your ch- your siblings, like, attacked me. She's like, it wasn't that bad. She's like, they set me on fires. Only your pants. He's Only like, your pants. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but like next I could be the face. And like, look at this is this is the moneymaker. Like this is I'm not that good of an actor. This is where it all comes from. And I'm like, Aston did- <laughs> Like so so much. <laughs> There's a little there's a kernel, kernel of truth. Kernel like, I feel like he, he got done with that line. He just looked at the writer like. I was like, ouch, guys. Really? Ouch. Come on. <laughs> Aston, you're a fine actor. I mean, sure. I, you've come into it, I guess. I don't know. Let's not talk about the butterfly effect, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, she's like, it'll be fine. And then you flip over to dad talking to the kids like, listen, Nora and Hank are coming over. No pranks. No hazing, no setting him on fire. And the kids go, it was only his pants. I know it was only his pants, but still no fire. <laughs> right. Because the whole thing is they're going to ask Nora and Hank to babysit while the mom is gone. And they right? don't want, yeah, and right. to help. Yeah. And um, they don't want that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he doesn't, Hank doesn't want that. So like, it's a tinderbox. They all just need that. Because like, we got 48 hours to play this. Right. And so, um, so this is before she leaves for New York. Yeah, it is. Well, I think she goes to New York and back. Like there's a two day trip to New oh, York. So there's just a real short trip to New York. Real quick sh- trip to New York. And then there's something else coming up later. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's. No, I thought she was in New York and then they needed to extend the trip. So I thought it was before. Oh, she no, she New goes. Th- no. Yeah. This is before she leaves. So the list of things she's got to do is the daunting list of things. That's before she leaves. And mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's real daunting. You're right. I'm sorry. I was it's wrong. OK. 
That's okay. Anyway, so the kids are like, we got 48 hours to come up with something good. Right. So, Aston and Nora. Show up. Hank. Hank has a name. But Hank. It's Aston Kutcher. Yeah. Hank and Nora. Show up, and he's driving a LeBaron, and he's like, hey, respect the LeBaron. I'm like, it's a, it's like a 1992 <laughs> Chrysler LeBaron. It's a LeBaron? <laughs> he drives a Chrysler LeBaron. LeBaron. It's not white, though. It's red. Yeah, it is. Uh, but he, uh, and he's he's just like he has driving gloves for this thing. Like it's crazy. It's very weird. It's a very, it's a very weird, weird uh, affectation. Yeah, yeah. But I, people who are like ironically into their terrible cars, like I had friends who were like super into like an Impala. One <laughs> of your friends still drives. Oh, what is Christine? Uh, a Thunderbird. Yeah, it's like a, but it's not. It's like a 1984 Thunderbird. No. It's, it's I not, don't know. It's not like the really like cool old like. She's great. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Christine is great. Everybody's great. great in this story. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had I had friends who were like kind of ironically into like terrible cars. <laughs> One of my friends was like, he, he referred to, he had a Pontiac Phoenix. No, nice. Have you ever seen a Pontiac Phoenix? No. What? You're not missing not, much. Not in the flesh. It's like if Geo decided, like Geo Metros decided they wanted to be crappier somehow. I did have a friend who drove a Geo Metro who was also ironically into it. Yeah. And so um, this thing caught on fire no less than twice. Fuck. But it lived up to its name. So, yes. It so it was still from, running. rose from those ashes. It was still running after both of those. Snaps. It was fantastic, and he was—he was like, "This, this is the greatest collector's car of all time." Have you ever seen another one? And we're like, "No," because no. no one else was that stupid. <laughs> all of the other ones caught on fire and are dead. Yes, but yours, yours survived. Yeah. Um, yes, but he is not ironically into this car. He—he he is unironically into this car. Yeah, and weird. it is a lot. So as they walk up, the kids are like battle stations, mm-hmm. and you can tell shit's about to go down. They're like phase one. Um. But what they basically do is they just end up tripping him and knocking him into this pool they have. A kiddie pool? That is full of really gross muddy water. It looked disgusting. And so then, and they're like, phase one complete. And so the next thing you see him, he's on the couch in like a bathrobe that could stand to be a few inches longer. Yes. Yes. And he's obviously just very awkward about the whole situation. Right. But like, not quite awkward enough. Yeah. He's in a bathrobe. So like, and the kids, he's just... Sitting there in silence with all the kids, and, and one of the kids is like, "Sorry about your clothes, Hank. Should be dry really soon." And he's like, "Sorry about your clothes, Hank." <laughs> he does he's like, "I know you did. That. I know you did this on purpose." I'm going to be a petulant child about this. I mean, also, he does know they did it on purpose. They set him on fucking fire. Like that's not something that happens accidentally. It's not an oops. Oops, right. I set your pants on fire. Right, right. He, they have a history that is not positive. Not positive. So he does not assume the best in right. this situation. He understands. He, you know, it's one of the hallmarks of a toxic relationship is negative intent. Like, do you interpret the other person's actions negatively? Well, guess what? Sometimes... Sometimes they're negative. Sometimes that's the right answer. Yeah. And in this case, it's... So the I'm right like, I'm, I'm giving Hank uh, a little bit of... Uh, yeah. He's not... Grace here. He's not great, but he's also not wrong. He's not wrong. 
And so uh, the parents are trying to talk to Hank about his career and how he's great. He had a commercial mm-hmm. and it's, it's awesome. Cause like you see yourself, he's like, I'm used to seeing this handsome mug in the mirror, but then like I turn on the TV and like, boom, there I am. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And like, like all the reporters and paparazzi coming around. Oh, you, you've seen paparazzi. Well, you don't see them, but right, they have the bushes, you know, from They're a like... commercial, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, like things are great. Like I've only been acting for a month, I'm already on TV, like I'm amazing. Yeah. And um Nora's like, Yeah, you're great, honey, you're great. And then kind of gives him a kiss, and then like he leans way too hard into the kiss and they're and like, they're, knock like, it off. Making out on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, um, can you come help me with this stuff? Yeah. Come, Nora, I need you in the kitchen. And she's like, okay, okay. Meanwhile, the kids. Mm-hmm. Um I've gone downstairs to the dryer. Right. And fished out his undies. Which they have managed to accumulate a large crock of meat. Yeah. So they all went into the kitchen one by one and stole literally a handful of ground beef, which was just out in a giant bowl. It's worth pointing out they have a dog. How do you have a bowl of ground meat on the unattended in the counter? And, like, what appears to be some sort of pit mix dog. Right. It was It was not a small dog. It wasn't no. like, oh, that dog can't reach the counter. It no, was like, oh, that, that... Yeah. 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 So they take his underwear and they shove it down in this stuff. So they transfer the meat one by one in handfuls into, like, a, a trash pail. Right. Like a... Yeah, like a like metal a five, trash can. a metal five-gallon bucket. Yeah. Now full of meat... That they moved one by one with their hands. <laughs> There's so many not okay things here. And then they take his underwear fresh from the dryer. And stick it down in there with a hockey stick. stick it down in the meat and let it soak in meat for I don't know how long. An undetermined amount of time. An undetermined amount of time. Then they pull out the meat-soaked underwear. And dry them with a hair dryer. Dry it with a hair dryer and give him back all his clothes. Yeah. Okay. Would you notice... If I gave you underwear that smelled suspiciously like ground beef, would you notice? I think I would. Also, um, I'm assuming they're stiff. Yeah, rigid, I'm assuming sticky. there's a texture change. Like, I don't know that exactly. In the underwear, these were not silky boxers. They were like a cotton boxer sure. brief. Sure, just fine. I mean, like, but it's not like they like float away from your body. No, it, 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 it's a tight. It's a tight fit. Uh huh. Uh. Yeah, I feel like you'd be like, my, but maybe that's the, like, I fell in this gross mud water and they did not wash my clothes. They just put them in the dryer. And now I have, like, weird, crunchy dryer yeah, clothes. I guess, maybe. So maybe all his clothes were crunchy and gross. I don't know. But um, he's walking out to the table after getting his clothes back on mm-hmm. and the dog is just chomping at the bit to be like, go. Right, right. But the kids are holding him back. Uh, so mm-hmm. they're, like, starting starting breakfast, whatever. Yeah, some meal. They're having orange juice. Yeah. And he's like, oh, is this fresh squeezed orange juice? Where me and uh, me and Nora are on this diet where we're only doing, like, you know, organic bullshit. Fresh squeezed stuff. Fresh squeezed stuff. This is tasting a little like Tropicana. And uh, the mom is like, oh, you're a real gem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. Uh, he, has, he, has, he has been weighed and found wanting. Right. Um, And the... But, like, at no point is she like, hey, five of my children are missing. Like. No, they'll turn up. They'll turn up. They'll be like, whatever. They get here when they get here. So. They'll just have cold eggs. So, like, they release the dog and they walk around the corner as the dog bolts under the table and, like, 
buries his face mm-hmm. into into the pants, pants crotch. Yes, in the pants crotch area. Yeah, and he's like rooting around, and he's like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, buddy, what's going on there?" Like, honestly, very concerned. Right, but like trying to be chill. He's trying. Yeah. He's trying to like downplay it. He's like, "Whoa, there, dog," and trying to push him away. And Nora's next to him and being like, "Gunner, Gunner, sit." No, you know, stop, like, like stop it. And everybody starts interacting. And he's like, "I'm getting really wigged out. I'm gonna go because I think there's something in the chair or something." Right. So he this gets dog up is freaking out and runs, starts running into the foyer when Gunner bites him in his pants. Yes. And starts trying over and over again, many over times, again, many a time. And yeah, it's because yeah, he wants to get what's happening in there, and. You know, dad has to come around and pull him off. And then mm-hmm. he runs out the door. He's like, your family did it again. I don't know what they did, but they did something. And as he's running I'm going to go the, sit in the car. As he's running out the door, every dog in the neighborhood apparently decides. Right. Who are, none of them have fences or leashes or, like, or anything. Like, how do you just bring in groceries with these, these highly these, sensitive dogs? Yeah, these dogs. And you're like, you can't, you can't be like, oh, I, I, I'm, I have chicken. Yeah. Like, and all the dogs just like run into your. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Very bizarre. All these dogs. Maybe Evanston is just a real, a real uh, loose. failed dog yeah, situation. Loose, loose dog Dogtopia. situation. Yeah. But Nora also stands up and is like, I don't know what you just did, but like, you guys are the fucking worst. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And she goes out and gets in the car and. Well, and her sisters are like, no, we didn't mean for you to leave Nora. And she's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Like. I have my own life. I I'm have, my own person. Like, right. I picked that doofus. Like. Right. Like, you might not like him, but, like, that's like, not your choice. Yeah. So, like... Fuck you. Fuck you guys. I'm I'm leaving with him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's gone badly. And he's... And so she sits in the car and talks to him for a minute. And he's like, yeah, your family's the fucking worst. Which is accurate. His... His uh, experience, experience with... has been that they are the fucking worst. Right. <laughs> like... So there's that. And then she's like a little hurt, but she also kind of sees his point. And he just uh, got assaulted by a dog. So like he's right, not right. in a good place. And so they take off. And then dad is like, you soaked his underwear in meat. How did they figure that out? I don't know. Because like, I assume no one talked. No. Until he lined them all up. Maybe they found the bucket of meat in the Maybe basement. Maybe they found the bucket of meat in the basement with a hockey stick and they just put two and two together. Yeah. That's obviously... That's the obvious... The catch. obvious through line. If I found a bucket of meat in the basement... And a dog my, had just attacked... And a dog had just attacked my, you know, daughter's yeah, boyfriend. future son-in-law, yeah. Yeah. I would immediately be like, of course. Of course they soaked his underwear in meat. It's like, what you did was wrong. Funny... But very wrong. I want to know who the mastermind is. And like the youngest twin step for he's like, no. You were the masterminds? Yeah. And they're like, uh-huh. And one of them's like picking his nose. <laughs> and they're like, step back, please. <laughs> so he like does his hand like a stud finder, like beep, 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 beep and gets over Sarah's head, like kind of one of the mm-hmm. middler ones. Right. And uh, she's, she's like. Yeah, she's like the yeah. second or third. She's the second daughter, I think. And um, they're like, all right, I know it was you, Sarah. You have a dark gift. You have a dark like, gift, Sarah Baker. Baker. Which is a great line. And they're like, you're all going to rooms, and you're all losing a month of allowance. Like, And they're like, what? And he's like, you want to make it too? And so they take off. And, and that night, they're in the room. And he's like, that was, like, fucking genius. Like, I don't know where they got that. Right. If I could just channel their ingenuity, like, into the good... 
Like, like we could solve world hunger. Like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> but no, no, we got to do stuff like this. And um, they're like, all right, so next morning, this is when mm-hmm. mom leaves. Right. And she's all freaking out and worrying about the first day of school and all that. And he's like, this is cool, 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 get in the taxi, go away, bye. And the taxi driver's like, oh, the whole neighborhood showed up to see you off. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, that was just me. No worries. Yeah. So it's the first day of school, the first sibling, like the elementary kids school, kids are walking to school all holding hands, which mm-hmm. would not under any circumstance happen. No. 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 There's no way all five of them like each other moderately enough. I mean, but they had to like, you know, strong bond together against whatever, the yeah. bullies of uh, mm-hmm. elementary school. Yeah. Um, Charlie and Hillary Duff show up in their old Oldsmobile. Um, right. And they are the ones who drop off the youngest. I to, think, at, uh, at school, yeah. To nursery school. Yeah. I don't know how the middle schoolers get to school. It's they're, not they're never they're, they're not, It's not discussed. They're not dropped off. Maybe they take a bus, but you never see them. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not important in this show. Right. They're around. They're around, but they're not important. Well, I think uh, Sarah is one of them, but like... Yeah, Sarah and Henry Yeah, and... and Mark? No, Mark's not. No, Mark's, Mark's in elementary. elementary. Um, Sarah and Henry and somebody. There's like four. Yeah. Like, there's, like, three that are in middle school. There's, like, five. I think there's a mic around there somewhere. So there's there's two that are in... High uh, school. Two that are in high school. One's out. One's out. One's out, two in high school. Then there are five that are in the, like, elementary primary school. Yeah. And then two that are in... Uh, yeah. In preschool. So then there's preschool. two middle schoolers. So there's two middle schoolers. Which if, tracks. Which, it'd be, like, Sarah and Henry. Yeah, maybe. You're doing way better at this than I am. <laughs> So, um, so Charlie and gets made fun of by the cool kids because he's mm-hmm. driving a piece of shit car. And right, he's from the and, country. He has, and he has like baby seats in his back. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, but he's like, yeah, whatever, guys. Um, right. So we flash over to New York, and this is like you said, this is where you were thinking earlier because you were mm-hmm. right because you you're so much better at this game. Oh, it's okay. Uh, even though I have notes. <laughs> And this is where mom meets up with Diane. She's like, so they want it in shops by Christmas. Like, we've got a whole thing. Um, we played a whole book tour. Yeah. It's... And it's like, and, the, and I let them know that your family was a big priority. So we condensed it. And what's normally like six weeks, we've got it down to two weeks. So it'll only be two weeks. And she's like, two And she's like, you weeks. told me I'd be here for like three days. Yeah. I feel like that was a bit real bait and switch. Yeah. And she's and she's like, I can't do that. I can't do that right now. And they're like, Well, if there's no book tour, there's no book, which is true. Like yeah, a lot of times, especially uh, for first authors. Right, right. If you can't, if you can't do all of the legwork to get this book sold, mm-hmm. like we can't, we can't make this happen. Right. So, can't Tom handle the kids for a while? Like you've been the primary caregiver for like twenty two years. Like it's your it's your time to shine. Which like I also understand, but like you. That's a discussion you need to have. Yeah. Like, it's a big difference to, like, I can hold down the fort for two days and you come back to total chaos and you're like, well, it was only two days. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, if you're, if you're like, you, you've let me know, like, you may have to travel for work for a few days. I'm like, that's fine. Just let me know. I'll figure yeah. it out. No big deal. But then if you're like. I'm already gone. I'm already gone. It turns out a couple of days is going to turn into, like, a month. And I'm like, police? Yeah. No. Like, yeah. And, like, like, the. The dad has a job, and so he's like, he rearranged his job duties so that for these two days he can be more available. Right. But, like, you can't do that 
indefinitely yeah. forever with no notice. Right. Yeah. Real dick move on the real, publishers there. Yeah, real dick move on the part of the publishers. So. And as soon as she says, can't Tom handle the kids for a while? We go to a montage of Tom not handling the kids at all. Right. He's making dinner. One of the kids threw a dart at another kid. And he's she, and he's like, you're not even really bleeding. <laughs> One of the other kids has like a... He, um, Charlie put his cup, his athletic protector, in the right in, in a the dishwasher. dishwasher. I'm like, oh gosh! And so he pulls it. Somebody throws it in disgust. It lands in the chili. So he's got to fish out of the chili while he's fishing out of the chili. Another kid walks over, sees it, and says, "Oh my god, is that blood?" And just throws up on the floor. And he's like, "Oh gosh, clean up on aisle six. And another kid's running stairs. What do you need? And slips in it and falls on his back. He's like, "Oh, I think you just wiped it up with your back." And he, then he throws up on the floor. He's like, oh. Meanwhile, Nora had come in and was trying to get his attention. And he's like, not really interacting with her and trying to get We're her. We're like, to... honestly, I don't have time for you right now. And she's like, I guess I'll go come find someone else's parents and tell them that I just got my dream advertising job. So like, fuck you very much. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and also like, Newman is there installing a new chandelier. Right, new chandelier. Because like, now's the time. Now's the it's time. the time for this. <laughs> And one of the kids, like, knocks it over and... Knocks, knocks him over. Down. Well, next ladder over, he falls down, takes the chandelier with him. And breaks the chandelier again. And you're like, fuck. And then mom calls. Because that's right. what you call. Right. And the the Newman is like, you're in over your head, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta... Yeah. And this is when he's, she's like, can I do two weeks? And he's, like, hiding in a closet. And... And he's like, yeah, absolutely. No problem at all. I got this under control. Can I talk to the kids? Oh, they're, like, doing homework right now. Like, all this, like, cute math. They have, like, a little study group. They're doing that trigonometry thing that we hate. And, yeah, I would really hate to break that up. And she's like, I smell bullshit, but I'm going to let it go. And as he's saying that, like, a hatchet breaks through the closet door. (laughs) The fuck? Where are they getting hatchets? You should have that shit locked up. Yes. You got, like, preschoolers. Yeah. No. It's not. No. No. The problem is I don't trust everybody in that chain to have custody of that hatchet. So, no, like, hatchets no. are not allowed. So then he goes up for some reason to, to Hillary Duff's room. Is like, remember I told you your mom was going to be gone for a couple days? Yeah, it's looking like a couple weeks. She's like, oh, fuck. Like, I've been trying to be really positive And, like, this has been really good for me and stuff. But, like, you, this is not going to work. You need help. Yeah. He's like, I guess I'll try, like, some sort of, like helper helper domestic helper and so he goes and gets the phone book and starts calling people and he's like yeah i got 12 kids i got 12 kids yeah 12 kids yep 12 kids and they keep hanging up on him and i'm like first off sir one of them doesn't live with you one of them doesn't live with you so you, you have, have 11, 11 kids. kids so like that that's going to make a ton of difference also i would be like i have three kids under five that i want you to take care of yeah, if you can manage like, those. Like, I just I just want you to take care of these three kids. Yeah. Like, like be present in the room when these five kids come home. Right. And just make sure they kind of get a snack and sit in this room and do their homework until I get home. Right, I would peel them off. I'd be like, you're in charge of these four kids and yeah. no more. Yeah, <laughs> I have two high schoolers. You will not see them. Right, right. They're too, they're too busy, like, being a pissed off teenager to talk. Yeah. So you, you don't need to interact with them at all. The middle schoolers might swing by, just make sure they're watered and fed and they'll be fine. Right, right. Like, and really, yeah, it's the last three. It's the last three, three four. four, five, maybe, like, depending how much work. Like, mm-hmm. as someone who has a third, fifth, and seventh grader, 
their interaction is minimal at much like i work from home they come home they say hi i yell at them to do their homework they don't do their homework and then i yell at them when i get off work (laughs) like hey did you do your homework and they're like oh i forgot you're like okay well you remember now yeah and then someone's knocking the door hey can you come out and play no he has homework oh why do i always have to do my homework you had to do your homework two hours ago you chose not to anyway but no um but he doesn't find anybody to help is the short answer about Mm -hmm. that so he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. We pick up Charlie going to school. He's getting mm-hmm. harassed by the the cool kids again. Almost snaps. Hillary has to like pull him off of him. Like Charlie, Charlie, it's not. This is not. Do not start a fight about this. This is this is stupid. This is a bullshit. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they're assholes, but like, don't be a bigger asshole. That's not how you win against assholes, right? So, um, we we switch over to the dad at the like. There's a lot of real fast cuts here. Mm-hmm. And we switch to the dad at at the locker room for the for the football team, and he's everybody's excited. They're two and zero, like They're pumped yeah, up. you know. And the team was five and three last year, so like this is a good you know good start. And Charlie shows up. He's like, "Hey, dad, I need to talk." And he's like, "Okay, yeah, sure. What's up, man? How's how's it going?" And he's kind of hemming and hawing, getting to the start of the conversation when. When Shake pops in and is like, hey, the press is here, and they they want a word. And he's like, right now? Like, they weren't scheduled. He's like, yeah, they're here right now. Get dressed. Let's go. Uh, okay. So, so, can we do this later? Unannounced press visitation? Or did they tell Shake, and Shake is an asshole and a terrible, like, communicator, man, communicator and didn't tell Tom? I feel like that is what happened. Or they showed up, and Shake was like, yeah, I'll go get him. Just, like, you right here. Like, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, give me 30 minutes. Right. Um, we're, we're debriefing the game right now. Give him some time with his guys. Like, yeah. Or maybe it's a standing press call that Tom didn't know about. Cause he's not like super into the groove yet. Into the groove yet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. How, like in general, a lot of press don't just show up. <laughs> I would be like, <laughs> without some kind of schedule. <laughs> I'd be like, give me 10 minutes. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Got a thing right now. I'll be out in 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no, he's like, all right, son, I'll, I'll, we'll do this later. Put a pin in it. Be right back. I value your opinions. I love you much, but like, I gotta go. Gotta go. Which is not what Charlie needed to hear. Yes. Also, then he rolls up to pick up his kids from elementary school, like mm-hmm. a four, forty minutes five, late. Yeah, and they're super salty. Mark shows him the picture he drove. He says it's my favorite place, and it's their old house in in Midland. In Midland, and he's like, okay, um, yeah, I feel terrible. He's like, I'm sorry I was 40 minutes late, but they had a pep rally and there was like 20,000 people and I couldn't just leave. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I mean, we've been out here. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever, man. Yeah. Also, like, that's not how they treated elementary kids. Like, first off, they would be in the school, locked down, under they- supervision, and you get a phone call. And then, like, 30 minutes after, you know, if they didn't get you and you didn't make arrangements there's a call to cps like yep yep it's yep. fast it's real fast it's pretty fast if the if you're if you could communicate with them yeah it's not too bad yeah but if you're like oh my gosh i'm 20 minutes out can you like uh, oh my gosh i'm sorry like right like i'm not to school but to our kids daycare i was driving back from something and i was like in a snowstorm and i was like i'm gonna be late like, and just you take were out time. of town <laughs> They're like, just take your time. Don't crash. It'll be fine. Right. And I was like, but I'm coming. Like, you're my first stop. Yeah. So. But also, I, I will say this. It does depend on on history. Because yes. we were very consistently good at picking our kids up on time. It was okay. 
And so when like the one time we're like something out of my control has happened and I cannot make it on time, they're like, yeah, something out of control has happened. And I don't think I don't think Tom's got that built up yet. With no, this school. no. This was like their third day. Yeah. Maybe it was their first day. I don't know. It's not clear. So the assess- the athletic director, uh, Shakes, meets mm-hmm. Tom at work the next day. He's like, listen, you got to you got to get your shit together like i know what you're trying to do you got the home front and the team but you gotta like pick a lane bro this is not working you really you really need to be more dedicated mm-hmm. to this job this Me- job's gonna take a lot meanwhile mom is on kelly reaches and kelly ripa mm-hmm. which is not a dated reference at all no no not at all and talking with them and um kind of like unvoluntarily self-deprecating right right she like wrote this book and they're like you look amazing first of all for having 12 kids like how did how did that even happen and she's like i mean you just start having kids <laughs> and no, then like, you keep having them and like kelly ripper leans out did you have them all naturally and she's like or conventionally conventionally or I something she said like something it was, it was, it was a, a very super uh, awkward question awkward question and she's like well, I mean, the first six, yeah, but after that, they just kind of walk. They out. just kind of march out, yeah. And everybody laughs, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, ha ha, ha ha." Real funny. They're like, "Can you read us from your book?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, like I really rather you guys read it." Mm-hmm. And so she reads like two lines in the book, and they're like, "That's fine, <laughs> that's great, let's go, let's go." <laughs> Too commercial. Yeah, and so she's like, "This was really terrible." Like she, you can tell, she's, she's not really having angry. the best time on her book tour. And so then we go back to home, and Dad has brought the entire football team to their house. Look, I can't, I can't go to work without you guys fighting. I like, can't stay here without letting the team down. Right. So we're gonna do this all together. So here we go. And uh, also, um, Hillary Duff comes around the corner to see the entire college guys standing there, and she's got like a green face mask on and like her hair all like pulled up, messy. Right. She's like, oh, college boys, and like runs away. He's like, yeah, don't mind her. She's like 14. Like, literally, do not mind her. Mm-hmm. If any of you mind her. I swear to God. I will kill you. And report you. And report you. Legally. Killing or reporting. I don't know which one's going to be. So, you know. Maybe both. Maybe just turn yourself in for protective custody. Figure it out. Anyway. um, But, uh. Anyway, they uh, have a montage of him, like, training the bo- the football team. The kids, like, starting to kind of get into a groove and still being chaos monkeys. Right, right. Like, it's not great. Um, and um, it's all set to In Too Deep. Yes. In Too Deep. This uh, soundtrack yeah, is, like, good. Early, early aught perfection. It is really good. It's really good. <laughs> Uh, have fountains of Wayne in there? Did you catch yeah. that? Yeah, that was really good. They did. Uh, they did help, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Uh, but anyway, but towards the end of the montage, things start falling apart more and more. Yes, and it ends up with like the twins, the youngest ones in preschool, like throwing stuff at their teacher, and ends up with the five elementary kids beating the shit out of another like the bullies that three elementary kids because there were two bullies that were picking on Mark, and they're like, "Hey, those are the kids that have been picking on you," and they're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "All right, let's do this." And so, like, the little guy just, like, throws down. Right. And was like, I heard you were picking on my family. And he's like, yeah, because your family's stupid. <laughs> and so, like, the twin girls, the the karate kid, uh, Mark kind of hangs back. And then there's one, uh, the next oldest one. I don't remember who. But I remember counting that there were five of them. Yeah, there were five of them going at it and mm-hmm. beating these kids up. And so, Dad gets called into the 
preschool to like be disciplinary and like then into the principal's office for the elementary school for, for the elementary school for that disciplinary and it's like huh listen you guys are all grounded like you cannot do this you're right, gonna you're- come home you're gonna eat you're gonna do your homework you're going to bed period mm-hmm. that's it no like, fun what about dylan's birthday party it's this coming saturday and we already bought him presents yeah tough nuggets okay this dad in no mm. way brought these children to a store to buy him presents. No. They must have bought presents way before before the mom left. Oh, she probably had that shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it, it, was, it wasn't in the week where the mom was gone at no, all. No, not at all. Uh, but, you know, they're, so they're, all the kids storm off into the different rooms and even Gunner, the dog, is mad at him. Like, Gunner walks into his room, sits on the carpet, and stares at him. And he's like, hey, you want up here, Gunner? And Gunner just stares at him. He's like, come on, up in the bed? You want, you want, no? And then Gunner just, like, huffs and walks out of the room. <laughs> he's like, it's like, fine. 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 Okay, everybody's mad at me. Um, But the kids are locked up. Mm-hmm. And Dad's downstairs with the football team. And they see, they hear music. Yes. And they see people walking into Dylan's yard. Mm-hmm. Because it's Dylan's birthday. It's Dylan's birthday. <sighs> and it goes... And Sarah Baker... Yeah. Like, takes her lacrosse... Uh, stick. Stick and knocks on everyone's door and is like, I'm going to Dylan's birthday. Who's with me? <laughs> and they're all like... <laughs> and they're all like, let's do this. So... They repel down a rope on the side of the house, mm-hmm. and none of them die, which none is impressive. Die. I mean, when they were moving in, someone was ice climbing their house. Yeah. Like, moving van, child repelling, repelling from, from a turret in your fancy $10 million house. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I assume they're pretty... Right, rugged. Rugged and good at this. Yeah. And, um... They walk in, and everybody hands Mom the mm-hmm. presents, and then Mark is the last one, and he's like, by the way, this is, like, some sort of snake. It takes a rat once a week. Once a month. Once it a eats month. a rat once a month. And then walks by, and Mom's like, okay. So she just puts all the gifts on a table. Right. Including a gift that said, warning, live snake. Yes. And n- not only was this live snake just on top of the pile of gifts, it was, like, very precariously placed yeah, on this pile of Yeah, I would have made sure that was... I 100% would not... I would have been like, oh, thank you. I will take this live snake. I will keep it over here. In the garage. <laughs> In the garage. By itself. Mm-hmm. With the car running. Yeah. While we figure out what to do with it. Yeah. But uh, the kids all go to the backyard. They find Dylan. They're like, hey, Dylan, what's up? He's like... Hey guys, glad you could make it. It's a birthday party with only adults. It's yeah. a child birthday party with only adults. Yeah, and like, also I love how they shoot this because you only see like chest and below for all the adults, mm-hmm. and then the kids. Like right. the only faces you see are the kids, but everybody else is in just, you just this see, like, forest a of yeah. uh, like torsos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, "Hey, you want to go play football with the ball I just got you for your present?" And he's like. I would love to, but I need to ask my dad, which means I he needs to ask my mom. And then she'll tell me it's a complete waste of time. So I guess not. And he's like, cool, I'm going to go get the ball. Sounds like a yes. <laughs> and so one of the kids runs in, gets the ball, but knocks over the snake. So he takes the ball from the center of the presence. He's like, right. I'm going to get the ball. It's this one. 
and he pulls it from the center of the presence. All the presents tumble down, including the live snake. Which? Including the present that said warning live snake. How does the mom who took them all shopping be like, sure, you can totally buy a live snake for the neighbor? <laughs> well, so Mark's got his own, like, crew of terrariums up there. So my mental oh, headcanon is he grew a snake. He, he grew a snake. He, like, hatched a snake. It's been in his room for a while. He's got a couple. And he's like, you know what? I think Dylan needs a snake. Because I yeah. think everybody needs I a snake. I think everybody... Maybe. Okay. That's my headcanon. That, that makes... Way more sense. Sure. Sure. Because, like, as a mom, if you're like, I'm going to go, like, oh, I have this birthday party to go to. Or, like, what do you think Maddie would like? It's like, I'm going to buy her a snake. The, no, you're like, not. The hell you're not. How about Legos? <laughs> Lego snake? How about a Lego snake? Plumbing snake? I would 100% be like, what? what's Maddie's mom's number? Let's find this, uh, this invitation text and be like... Uh, my child wants to buy your child a live animal. I'm not doing that. You're I'm gonna, welcome. I'm going to say that's a no-go. So, if you really want a live animal, I will buy you a gift card to this pet shop. <laughs> yes, if that's what you want. And she's like, oh, actually, yeah, she is trying to get one. We were going to get her a uh, something and, mm. you know. And I was like. She's saving her money for something. It'll be like, oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Right. we'll gift, gift card to a pet shop it is. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, buy crickets later. Like, right. Right. So the next scene is dad looking out the window and seeing everyone fleeing this party. And his first thought is, where are my kids? Which seems really good. Uh, he's like, kids? And then there's nothing. That's quiet. He's like, fuck <laughs> if this... nine of his children are at this party yeah so he runs across the street against the flow of people all these adults leaving mm-hmm. the party with his football team and gets there, he's like listen any kid that looks like mine grab him and get him i'll meet you back at the house and so he's like you see these football players just bodily lifting these like minuscule little children and, like, just yoinking them out of the, the fray. Mm-hmm. And they're being terrible. Like, one kid's spraying people with a hose. Another kid's, like, throwing sandwiches at people. Like... Yeah, wild. It's wild. Uh, and so they pull them all back. And Dad sees Sarah in the mm-hmm. bounce house. He's like, get out here now. And she's like, no. He's like, you do it now. She's like, come get me. And so he climbs up in the bounce house as something falls over and, like, blocks the exhaust tube, Mm -hmm. which is not a thing they have. Yeah. Because they, like, leak air out the seams. You have to pump them. You have to just pump them Positive pressure. All the time. But in this universe, Mm -hmm. it blocks the exhaust tube. And when it gets blocked, the whole house swells and swells until it pops. It explodes. And then everybody gets launched into different directions, and some people get caught by football players, but uh, Steve Martin gets launched directly on top of poor Dylan mm-hmm. and breaks his arm. Dylan's arm, not Steve Martin's. Dylan's arm, yeah. Those it's, neighbors. Yeah. Man. And one of the football players also was injured coming into the hospital with, like, an ice pack on his leg, and, you know, he's, he's walking in with these... You know, with Dylan and his parents, he's like, I'll take care of this. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll make it right. And as, like, the two split off, he's in the hallway by himself. And then there's, like, all these microphones in his face. And they're like, how would this affect the football program? Hey, are you uh, taking off more than you can chew? What are you doing? And, like, he's like, fuck. Like, you can see he wants to say fuck a lot in this movie. <laughs> he does. He does. he's but, Steve Martin. But he uh, reigns it in. He does. He really does. Because it's a PG movie. And then um, 
mom's on a radio show when mm-hmm. Sarah calls in. Yeah, and was like, hey, I want to talk to this person. And she's like, hey, what's your question? And she's like, hey, it's Sarah, your daughter. You need to come home. This place is a shit show. <laughs> and like all the other kids are like trying to grab the phone. They end up dropping it and breaking it and, and just like ending the call abruptly. And mom's like, that sounded not great. I'm like That's fine. It's all this is fine. So. So she cuts her um, plan short. And she's like, I have to go home. Yeah. Like. He's not handling this. I gotta roll out. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, we saw that Dad's team loses a game, so yes. like now they're like three and one or something. And so right, it's like, right. I don't know. And, and so the last has... guy was five and three and got fired, so mm-hmm. he doesn't not have a lot of grace in this this program. Um, but she she's like, listen, I gotta go home. I gotta check on this, and they're like, it's cool, it's cool. We figured it out. We're gonna have Oprah come by your house tomorrow, uh-huh. like, and do an interview there, and do a whole family interview, which is convenient because Oprah was based out of Chicago. Yes, so like, she's around. She's around. I would have been like, honestly, I can probably make a four o'clock show, like, mm-hmm. like or they tape it at they tape it at noon, oh, yeah. or like ten o'clock, and then they yeah. edit it and it's on by four. Like, sure, I can make a ten o'clock filming, like. Drop mm-hmm. off all the kids to the right places. Right, right. And I can be there. Get to Harpo Studios. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. And they're it, like, no. No, no. She's going to come to your house. Come to your house. Okay. So all hands on deck. I need the boys to clean outside. Girls clean inside. Um, and everybody's going to be wearing their fancy clothes when Oprah's crew gets there tomorrow. Um, also, Nora had stopped by to help out a little bit. Right. And kind of, like, left... Um, Did you leave in a huff? I don't no, remember. this wasn't the leave in a huff time. This okay. was just like, hey, I'm going to go check on my dad and make sure everything's okay. And mm-hmm. But <laughs> Ashton Kutcher was like, hell no. No. Not Staying here. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Still really shame on you for that, but fool me three times. And I'm, no, no, you won't get fooled again. <laughs> um, but he, uh, so he's staying home. Um, but he shows up at the house. Mm-hmm. And Nora lets them in and they sneak up to her room, even though they're not allowed to do that. Because oh. they're not allowed to sleep together they're in the same room. Cause, right, because this is a G-rated house. This is a G-rated house. And she's like, Dad, you have 12 kids. Yep. Yeah, we, we understand this one. The next day, everybody's cleaning up. Everything looks good. The family is slightly miffy, but, like, all have a task. And, like, Mom's coming home, so, like, holy shit. Like, right, we got we got to live, live our lives right. Yeah. Oprah's crew shows up and I was like, yeah, just like set up over in there. It'll be mm-hmm. fine. Um, and then he opens his mail and finds out like Charlie's been kicked off the football team. They sent a letter. Yeah. I, guess. I have never been kicked off of an, an athletic, athletic team in that. I've also never been on an athletic I mean, team. I've been preemptively kicked off every athletic team. I believe. That's true. Do they send a letter? I don't know. Guess not. It's like a, it's like a formal letter with like a school seal. Yeah, and it's everything. Like a lot. It's a lot. It's a yeah, lot. It's a, it's a lot to go through to be like, uh, your child is no longer not on the team. Sportsing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like as someone who doesn't really care much about sportsing, like I don't. I understand. feel like you leave them on the team and you just don't ever play them. Yeah, like, maybe. I don't know. And that's like a really verbal. That's yeah. a verbal where you're like, you're not. Yeah, and so he, he goes up to confront Charlie about it. And he's like, what the hell, man? Like, and Charlie just unloads. He's like, listen, you're the selfish asshole here. And like, you haven't noticed that I've been having the worst time of my life for the last three months. And yeah, fuck you. 
Like, I I also don't understand the time frame of this movie. <laughs> Did it happen wild. in three months? Did it happen in well, two weeks? Well, they moved in like the summer, okay. and then like everything that's happening since the start of school has been like two weeks. It's so we got kicked off kicked off the football team in two weeks. Yeah. Um, he's like, I've been hazed. I would need to talk to you. You won't talk to me. Like, all you're thinking about is yourself, you and mom both, wherever the fuck she is. So, like, don't lecture me on not having my priorities straight. Like, you're not that guy. And he's right. like, We'll talk about this later. <laughs> we will talk about this later. Also, you're not dropping out of school. He's like, I'm not dropping out of fucking school, but as soon as I graduate, I'm out of here. And he's mm-hmm. like, I mean, honestly, cool that sounds great but no he's like we will talk about this we will kind of debrief this he's like whatever i'm out and he takes off to go to his girlfriend's Mm -hmm. um so he's not going to be there for oprah meanwhile on the stairs henry uh is like hey do my clothes look good enough to be on tv and uh the brother is like fuck you i'm leaving to go see my girlfriend and he's like you know you turned into a real jerk (laughs) When we moved here. He's like, actually, everybody turned into a jerk when we moved here. Yeah, he's he's got some real, like, awareness there. Uh, and then, um, Mom shows up as he's driving off. Um, Jake and President Garland show up to make sure his dad, he's like, listen, by Monday morning, we need a commitment. Are you committing to your team or your family? Like, mm-hmm. we need to know. Because, you know, we, we're we making some big investments in this thing. We can't have it go south just because, like, you need to play Mr. Mom. And, Mom, you know, is, are you going to be, you know, in charge of your life or not? And Mom walks in and goes, hey, have, did you pick up my dry cleaning? He's like, front closet. And he's like, oh, I guess the wife spoke for him. And she goes, shake the wife's name, mm-hmm. which I forget now. But right. it's a fair moment. Right. Uh, She's like, the wife has a name. It's Linda, or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever her name is. It's mom. Uh, and he's like, mm, mm, mm. like, kind of shrivels up a bit, and then she goes off to find she's like, it. get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> opens the closet, and, like, all this shit falls out, and she's, like, trying to get it. Like, it was this really badass moment that gets totally ruined by, a, like... A bunch of bouncy balls. Yeah. but like, anyway. thousands of bouncy balls, just like, boop, 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 boop. And then, like, their house isn't clean for Oprah. Like... Yeah, right. Whatever, man. And then, like... Also, um, poor Mark's running around trying to get water and trying to help his frog. Like, some stuff's happening. Yeah, Bad. His, he's really concerned. His frog beans is, like, sick or something. Something's going on. And he knows because he's real into uh, reptiles and amphibians. And he ends up running through and splashing water all down the front of, of Tom. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, fuck. Like, I gotta go change. He goes upstairs to change. And then he finds Hank mm-hmm. in, like, a t-shirt and boxers coming out of... Um, is this morning? Yeah, like, it's morning-ish. Yeah. And they're like, hey. And he's like, I told you, there's a rule here. Like, just one fucking rule. Right. No boning in the house. Yeah. Like, seriously, guys. Right. You you have an apartment. Go there. Yeah. Like- <laughs> also, where did you find an extra bedroom? <laughs> Does Nora get a bedroom in their fancy house? So the twins have to share? Yeah. Just in case? Right. Just in case she wants to come over? They have like that a, would be, that'd be wild. If I was Jessica, I would be mad as hell. <laughs> yeah, I'd be very mad. Like, I could see, like, the twins each get their own room, but understand you're going to bunk up. Like, one of them has bunk beds. Right. Um, we kind of had that situation where, like, the one of the boys' rooms has bunk beds when we have guests. When we have guests, like, you shuffle. You shuffle over. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Maybe something like that. Yeah. And he's like, just, ah. Uh, right. You know. And uh, Ashton Cooker's 
Crusher starts to talk, and he's like, it would be a great time for you to be real quiet. Like, listen. <laughs> like, real quiet. <laughs> like, shut the hell up. I do not have... Well, and, like, Aston Kutcher always calls him champ. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. We're not a champ. You don't get to call me champ. <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> get out of my house. Yeah. And so... They get into the bedroom. Mom and dad. Mom's getting dressed. Dad's got to change his clothes. And they're like, having a little fight about, like, how terrible this is. And mom's like, all you had to do is say help. He's like, but I didn't want to ruin your shot. Like, right. this is your thing. You, you've you been so good and so supportive and so amazing for all these years. I just wanted to do it for, like, two weeks. Right. I wanted to be able to make this work for you. And she's like, I understand. But, like, also, this is not working. Like, yeah. This is a colossal failure. So. Right. They're. And so they end up going downstairs and, like, having a colossal fight. The whole family's arguing and bickering. In front of Oprah's camera people. Who are like, who yeah. Who's up. And they're like, yeah, you don't want to come down here. This, this place is, bad is, scene. This is wild. Yeah. Again, it would have been avoidable if she just would have been like, listen, I'm going to come in. I'm going to do the Oprah show. And then I'm going to come home and I'm home. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not right. show the whole family. Like, let's show a couple of, like, Christmas card photos and, like... Some cute stuff, like them, you know, the go. Mm-hmm. we love coach signs from right. the football games. You know, all the cute stuff. And you're like, oh, Yeah, that's like, a great yeah. family. Yeah, we're totally awesome and not at all trying to kill each other right now. Right. But they canceled the Oprah thing, and mm-hmm. it's, like, terrible. And then that night, they find out Mark gone. Mark ran away. Well, first off, they find out um, Beans is actually dead during mm-hmm. the whole fight scene. Like, that's one of his things. He's, that he's like, freaking... Beans died, and he's, like, crying. And, like, nobody's able to really comfort him because, like, there's so much other shit going on mm-hmm. that's, like, immediate and needs to be, like, knocked down or dealt with. Right. And they're like, we're sorry, but, like, we gotta just ah! Mm-hmm. And so he has, he's run away. Right. He's missing from his room. And this is, I guess he went out to shoot. Yeah. And snuck out. And everyone puts everything aside. And, like, suddenly they're not fighting. They're not mad at each other. They're just like, we got to find Mark. Also, everyone has flashlights. They man- they managed to get everyone flashlights. And the answer to one kid missing is just to unleash all of your other ten children. Into the darkness of into Evanston. Into the darkness of Evanston, Illinois, with, like, two grown-ups. <laughs> Yeah. All all splitting off and be like, go find him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they found that many flashlights. I can't even find one flashlight in this house. They're all in our kids' rooms. There's so many. If you ask our kids everywhere. where there are flashlights, they'll show up. Oh, maybe that's how it is. Right? Yeah. And they're they like, were everybody like, grab a flashlight. Go get a flashlight. Click, click, click. And they all just like went to their own little hitty holes where they yeah. hid every goddamn flashlight in the house. Also, during the whole fight, uh, Nora found out that, like, uh, Hank was looking at this whole scene. He's like, yeah, that's why I never want kids. She's like, wait, you don't want any kids? And he's like, yeah. I mean. That's why you're with me. You don't want kids either, right? Like, And she's like, I don't know about that, actually. And so that was left hanging. And so when they call Nora and say, hey, Mark's missing. She's like, we got to go. Mm-hmm. So she stands up and she's like, hey, Hank, we're going out searching for Mark. And he's like, I just said my face is on the TV. She's like, no, like my brother a human is in danger we need to go find him he's like but but me she's like yeah fuck you and like 
And the best part is like he's in a tank top and he's watching himself on TV and he's wearing the same tank top. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It really is. He's like, this is his high point, I guess. It's so funny. I guess it's a new commercial or something. Mm-hmm. And and so she shows up at the house and finds her dad and she's like, listen, like, I tried to run away a couple times. I always just want to go to my favorite place. I want to go to Chicago. Like, like, it's like, you wouldn't have gotten on a bus. Like, we'll have we'll have people. He talked to the policeman. Yeah. He's like, like, we'll have people check the, the bus and train depots. And like, he wouldn't have gotten on a bus and a train. And she's like, oh, I always wanted to get on the train and come to Chicago. And he's like. Because it's my favorite place. place. And he's like, you drew me that fa- picture of this favorite place. He's got a dead frog. He's going to try to bury that dead frog next to the dead frog's mom, mm-hmm. who was pork. So he's going to go to. To He's gonna go to that Midland house. Midland house and do it. So, uh, he ru- so Dad runs onto the train platform, mm-hmm. finds the train to Midland, wherever that is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then I guess just like out of the, the metro train. somewhere. I guess yeah. walks the whole train, finds um, Mark, and just mm-hmm. kind of gives him a big hug. He's like, "I'm sorry, buddy. Like, I'm really, really sorry. Like, just doesn't really." Yell at him, right. not mad at him, just like give some big hug. Right, and Mark's like, "You said that we would be happier, and you lied. You, you didn't keep your promise. You didn't keep your promise." He's like, "I know. I'm sorry." Like, there's no like, there's no pushback of like, "But I did," and no. you know, like, it's just like, it's like I know an adult actually owning their shit. Pre- like, pretty great, pretty good. great for a kid movie. <laughs> Does not happen often. Does not. And so. End of that scene. Mm-hmm. I assume he makes a phone call and tells his children to stop just, like, wandering well, the streets of Evanston. <laughs> he obviously gets a hold of them somehow, because the next thing we see is the morning. They're getting off the train in mm-hmm. Midland. Yeah. And the entire family is at the train station. And mm-hmm. I'm like, question. Okay. So, we know that Midland, wherever Midland is, I don't know if it's Midland, Michigan, if it's Midland, Indiana, is four hours yeah. from Evanston, Illinois. Which is a long train ride. Which is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if he didn't get on an express... He could be stopping every ten minutes. He could minutes. be stopping every ten minutes. But it was nighttime, and, like, general commuter trains that stop every ten minutes don't run at night. No. They also, the train that stops at Midland probably doesn't run in the middle of the night either. No. Also, where the hell is Midland? Where the hell is Midland? It's gotta be. It's gotta gotta be like I. I think it's like western, mm-hmm. um, like west of I, Illinois. What? Oh, like Iowa? No, no, not like all the way to Iowa, but like west of Chicago. Western Illinois. I think if you drive for four hours straight west, you end up. Not, in Iowa? Yeah, you end up in Iowa. Mississippi's like three hours away. Or like, Mississippi River's like three hours away. I was going to say, Mississippi's way the hell down. No, there. the Mississippi, Mississippi River. is like three hours yeah. away. I guess so. Maybe, like, Springfield? Is Springfield? Springfield's like three hours. So, like, go a little bit past Springfield? Like south. Southwest, of, maybe. Yeah, south. Southern Illinois could be. Or maybe. Michigan. <laughs> well, he's, he's from farming area, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, like, Michigan, I don't know. Are there trains that go to Michigan? I don't know. Well, also when they show the approach, when the like family is driving to Chicago, they drive in almost from the due west. They're right. driving almost due east. Like you can you, see the skyline. You have the money shot. You have the money shot from the from like the Ike money right. shot, not like the coming up eighty ninety four, right, or the Skyway, or the Skyway money shot because that's like a yeah. very skinny shot. Mm-hmm. Although they are on the LSD at one point, which I don't understand. Okay, so like the thing is, there's a big lake, and so like 
you there's only two roads <laughs> right <laughs> that go into chicago but like isn't evanston it's west it's a western suburb right mm-hmm. pretty close though yeah okay i'm trying to remember i don't know what it evanston's on the lake oh is it on the lake mm-hmm. okay so never mind that makes a little evanston's more sense on the, lake on the other state. side lakeshore drive yeah for all you non-cool kids out there mm-hmm. so like but anyway, they find the whole family shows up at the platform ahead of the train and um he like hugs them and cries and is like all oh, sad and like we get it buddy like it was a rough time like we're not mad at you big emotions big decisions right and it's like you always say i was i was uh they always call me FedEx because they said I was left by the FedEx man. And it was like, look, you have red hair just like me. I also have red hair. There's like five of these kids have red hair. <laughs> also, like, all of none of us can see. Like, we all got glasses. Right, so, like, like, you're the, you're the, because I have red hair and glasses. And it was like, uh, this person has red hair. This person has glasses. Like, what, man? I wear contacts. Like, yeah, you know, like chill out. Chill out. It's fine. You're, you're totally one of us. Mm-hmm. And so... They all go back home. They bury beans in the front yard with a very awkward ceremony. To the... To the Midland home or no, back the, home home? No, the Chicago home, okay. Evanston home. Mm-hmm. And bur- bury him in the front yard uh, with, a, with a sweet ceremony. For, mm-hmm. You know, Just beans like, was a frog. say a few words. He liked to hip. He liked to hop. He was a hippie to the hippie to the hip hip hop. He liked hip hop. <laughs> he was a f- one of the family, only green and mm-hmm. ate flies. Right. And like mom is like... Trying to stone like, face the whole time like I, you I asshole. Like, like stop for this. real. For real. Like, and I don't I know like, if I'm going to kill Mark, you or laugh. Mark, do you want to say something? And he was like, Beans, for a long time, you were the only person I could talk to. Uh, you got me through some shit. You got me through some shit. But, like, I, but I'm but i not alone anymore. And everybody kind of, aww. And they're like, aww. So, that night, all the kids are, like, piled up on the bed. And Dad's kind of looking at Mom and the kids and, like, Looking at his yearbook and feeling all nostalgic, like this was my dream. I got mm-hmm. my dream for like two months. Two months seems like it sucks. <laughs> so he goes in on Monday. He's like, "So," and he's like, "Hey, I've come to my decision." And Jake's like, "Oh, good to hear." He's like, "Yeah, I'm quitting." He's like, "Wait, what? <laughs> like you're giving like, up yeah. on the dream, huh?" Yeah, he's like, this. "No, I'm just." They yeah. got another dream. Right, right. I need a job with more flexibility. This so. is going to be too much. Yeah. So he goes on Monday. He's like, I'm, in, I'm announcing I'm retiring after this season. He's like, oh, well, okay. And then the mom tells the kids that dad's going to quit. And they're like, what? No, he can't quit. Like, we'll give up everything. We'll give up our our extra, like, not hand me down clothes. We'll do whatever it takes to, like, stay and, like, let dad have his dream. And they're like, she's like, um, no, he's he's already made the decision. You, you, you're not going to change his mind. And like, okay, then we take all that shit back. Right, like, we, we want all of that stuff. And you're like, I mean, if your dad doesn't have a job... Like, you're losing that stuff anyway. You're losing that stuff anyway. <laughs> and so, um, you clip the, you know, dad standing on the field, looking around at the bleachers. All kinda, nostalgic. His last, like, whatever. His last... I, I don't think if you quit a job... They're like, oh, you want to take one last, like, lap around the, uh... Yeah, they're like, yeah, just get your shit and get out. Right. You want to take one last lap around the football field? Like, no. Maybe they will. Here's for... your box. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can imagine if he had been there for, like... Right, but For, like, 12 for like years. Two months. He'd been there for, like, two months and had a mediocre time. I think he ended up, uh, if I if I was paying attention, I think he was six and two. Oh, okay. The last guy was five and three. So, like, he'd made a marginal improvement. Yes. Like, it's not stellar. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you'd be like, yeah, well, you'll be a blip on the college record later. Did he even finish the season? Yeah. Okay. He finished. He said he was going to resign at the end of the season. So mm-hmm. I guess this was the end of the season. Yeah. But he's as he spins around, his whole family's there with the "We Love Coach" signs they had like way back in the day, mm-hmm. and they all run up and this big, massive, giant hug, and everybody's all I'm emotional. So emotional, and like you get the voiceover from mom. She's like, "Yeah, well, I guess twelve always was our lucky number. It's the number of kids we have." It's the number of months my book spent on the New York Times bestseller list. And, like, you see her, like, with her book there, and it's got the big bestseller seal on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, my husband, it was the number of jobs my husband turned down before he found one close to home with the right amount of flexibility that we could live in our house. And I was like, again, how many football teams are there in Evanston? In the Chicagoland area? Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not, I mean, I mean maybe not college. Maybe he's t- teaching high school ball now? Yeah, maybe he teaches high school. A little school. bit better work balance? Right, maybe he went to, like, York. Yeah. Like, where all the money kids are? Ooh. That would make sense. Yeah. Smoky? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, and so we cut to Christmas time, and it's all cute and everybody's wearing their fun sweaters and Nora's there and they're all passing food around and having a good time. You get the nice wide shot up to the foyer as the Chandra crashes through and that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. There was a a thing about Hank uh, and Nora and it was like, oh, is Hank not coming? And she's like, yeah, he's not going to make the cut. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I hope the family didn't have anything to do with that. She's like, oh, the family had everything yes just just so you're clear (laughs) absolutely like it was good thing because he's not gonna make the cut yeah and yeah and that's it that's That's the movie and then we do get some like some of the best blooper blooper credits good blooper credits great blooper credits because first off there's a lot of kids and like seasoned actors together and Mm. they're just Right, and the directors with these little kids are like, just do it one more time. Like, you're acting, you're acting happy. He's like, but I am grumpy. Yeah, you're... He's like, just one more time and then we'll go outside. Okay, one more. And then they do it. They're like, I, did we do it? Do we do good? I, I think I did it gooder. I listened the goodest. Yeah, it's super adorable. It's real cute. There's also a really awkward moment, like the one where uh, the chandelier fell the first time and Charlie has to come help clean it up. And him and the mom are there. And she just like... Like, they do, like, this really awkward, like, deep bow kiss. And, like, <laughs> like spins her out. <laughs> and she's, like, that's, and it's, like, super funny. I mean, he's her son, but that's all probably, like, he's, he's yeah. Tom Welling. He's probably, like, 28 in this movie. But <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we can't, we can't use that. No, we can't use that cut at all. <laughs> There's one time when Mark's, like, holding the frog and it's, like, trying to jump away. And he's, like, cut, 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 help. Somebody help me with this. <laughs> So, so like, like the, the handler has to jump in, and everybody's kind of chuckling. They're like, "You okay, buddy?" He's like, "I'm okay. It's just I just couldn't. I didn't want to drop the frog. I didn't want to drop the frog, but also like it's a lot of frog. Like this thing is like five pounds of frog. Yeah, it's a decent frog. It's great, but yeah, good, some good, good some good blooper credits, a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a decent movie. It does. It was it's decent. Aston Kutcher with some self awareness. It was fantastic. <laughs> right, this is the money maker. I'm not a good actor. I'm not a good actor. <laughs> this is how I get the jobs. Um, what do we learn from this movie? Mm. Um, the standard trope of dads can't handle mom can't being handle out of their town. ish. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I take some exception to. Okay, I think 
if you have one person who is the primary caregiver. Yeah, definitely. And then the person who is not the primary caregiver steps in. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's just not transferred. Right. And you're like, oh, I forgot to tell you that, like, this kid loses his ever-loving mind if he doesn't have the blue bowl at breakfast. But you're never here at breakfast, so it's not... It's not a relevant It's not not relevant information, and I forgot to share it. Sorry. Yeah. And so there's, like, thousands of little things like that. Um, But I feel like it applies to the primary caregiver regardless of gender. Fair. And also, uh, just in the split of care, Mm -hmm. like, um, we've had... We've had seasons where I was the morning parent, where right. I got all the kids up, and I got them dressed, and I got them fed, and I got them to school, or I got them to daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and, and then I was the afternoon parent. And you were the afternoon parent. Well, and spoiler. One of, one of us was out of town, and the other person had to do both. Yeah, it was rough. It, it was. was real it was rough. real rough. Yeah, I was like, oh. How does your dad do this every morning? I'm like, I, I don't know. He just we just, he just knows the pattern. Right, right. Like, you just know where the check-ins are. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, if I get them all sit down and eating cereal at 10 so, after, yeah. then I can go take a shower. And then by the time I get out, I need to look and go, okay, who's wearing clothes? Let me see what you're wearing. <laughs> Is that what you were wearing yesterday? Is it appropriate the for uh, the, the, weather the weather or just being in public? Right. Close enough. Get in the van. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's definitely some. Right. Some right. Yeah. So there. like anytime you're thrown into the routine that you don't normally do, you're like, damn it. Like, <laughs> where, where, where do you even keep your shoes? <laughs> well, this also goes for like just the times when we've had transitions where like you take a new job or I take a new job. Yeah. Like there's the apple cart gets upset enough that we have to like kind of redefine routines and responsibilities and some stuff gets dropped or, yeah, you know, maybe we don't fold our laundry for a few weeks. Right. And you're like, Oh, I didn't sign the reading log for like a month. And you're like, Oh, I also didn't sign a reading log. <laughs> I haven't seen our practice charts for band. Right. I hmm. thought you were doing that. And you're like, I thought you were doing that. Yeah. Hmm. Oops. Oops. Oh, well, did you sign me up to be a chaperone for band? Uh, not you specifically. But you said one of us would? Yes. Okay, cool. We'll follow up on that. We will. And one they of... will contact us. Yeah, and we will see. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> speaking of things falling through, this has been a week. Yes. Um, But no, like, I get it. Like, transitions are hard. Mm. Like, parenting is hard. It's a lot of work. And we have a quarter as many children as Y'all, they do. so many children. Like, imagine having four times as many kids in our house. It would just be a lot. Imagine just having three high schoolers. That's going to be wild. Uh, I mean, we yes. Yes. We'll have two high schoolers and a middle schooler. Well, two high schoolers and a middle schooler. We will not have three high schoolers. Unless somebody jumps or gets held back. Yes. Which doesn't seem likely. That's, yeah. Probably not. They don't really jump kids that much anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you just it do was it a real and... thing in the 80s. Like, I knew a lot of people who skipped grades. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. What did that get you? Well, it got you done with high school earlier. Like, right. no, we just have, like, more advanced high school classes. So, like, you could be doing 8th grade math in 7th grade, and then ninth right. grade math in 8th grade, and then, like... And then, like, what does it get you? Just, like, more years to work your shitty job? Yeah. Well, now you just get, like, in senior high, or senior year, you can take, like, college credit. Right. And, like, not spend as much money on college. And I'm like, oh, there's the thing. That's yep. the goal? Yeah. Sign yes, me up. please. Yeah. Two please. of those. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see Anywho, how that works out. That's but all the things we learned? I think. 
<laughs> uh, also, like, soaking underwear in meat juice is mm-hmm. a practical way of destroying a relationship right, that you right. need to and destroy. And attracting literally every canine in the neighborhood who are not chained down, which is all of them. Maybe they have, like, a no-leash law in Evanston. It's like the reverse seems, yeah. of most cities. <laughs> it seems weird. Evanston, get your shit together. And with that, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly. <laughs>